You are listening to the Tenth Men podcast, where we discuss the ideas, theories, and principles to help you live a wealthy, healthy, and happy life. My name is Harish, and I'm a third-year medical student. And my name is Felix. I'm a graduate entry medical student and content creator. Hey, 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 and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Tenth Men. As usual, I'm here with my co-host Felix. Say hi, Felix. Hi, guys. So. Today's episode is going to be really special, but before we jump right into that, I need to give you guys an update on our upload schedule. So right now we're uploading an episode every month, but instead of that, we have made a slight tweak to it. So what we're going to do is we're going to choose a topic, break it into three parts, and upload each part every week. And that's going to be our new upload schedule. And going right back to the topic, this time round. We actually have a special guest. So, Felix, can you tell us more about the special guest? Yeah, so I'm really excited uh, to have our first ever guest on the podcast. He's a good friend of mine. We actually met at a summer school that we were both working at, and since then, you know, we had a very, very long conversation about lots of interesting things. We've talked about, you know, topics about fasting to working out to philosophy. We've kept in touch since then. And you know, he just keeps me in check. Every time I post something on Instagram, you know, he'll always reply me like, you know, how's it going or whatever it is. So I get the critical feedback always from him. So his name is Abraham or Abe, as we call him. Uh, he's a politics and philosophy graduate from York, and I know that he's a uh, aspiring GDL student, so a graduate diploma in law. And uh, and although he may disagree with me, he's he's very he's very knowledgeable, and also I think he's a Robert Pattinson lookalike. But, uh, you know, open to interpretation. So, Abe, do you want to say some stuff about yourself? Well, first things first, I, I've got to agree. Those conversations we had all those summers ago were, were tremendous. And I, I only reflect on them as, as the likes that could be fit for a podcast. So it's about time we're here. Um, I do have a face for radio as opposed to a face like Robert Pattinson. So it is lucky this is a podcast, <laughs> but I will take that flattery. And, and what Felix is alluding to when I give him constructive criticism there is me telling him to be a bit careful with that wonderful jawline he possesses because it makes me feel very inferior every time I see it on Instagram. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all we're doing. But yeah, you're correct. Um, GDL should be the plan down the road. For now, I'm um, qualifying to teach English in a foreign language, which should keep me going whilst we can't really travel abroad. Hopefully I can do mm. a little bit online. But um, yeah, me and Felix, good friends and... and um, I'm very pleased to get into the discussion today. Yeah, we're pleased to have you, man. Absolutely. Really excited. But can I, sorry, gents, if I may just quickly say, I should have said right there, um, I just want to thank you both, Harish and Felix, for having me because um, you've got a great thing going on. So really, there's no need for you to have a guest. And only as a result of my nagging have you been kind enough to give me the chance. <laughs> but you have been kind enough to give me the chance. And um, you've got a tremendous podcast. It's a great product. It's your baby and you've worked on it. So. Thank you very much for uh, extending the olive branch and, and having me here. Absolutely. Uh, I think I speak for Harris when we say we're, we're really happy to have you, at, especially since you were very enthusiastic to come on. So if we're going to have a guest, you know, we'd definitely like to have one that's enthusiastic to come on, that's ready to discuss, which is why I think it's going to be a great episode. I hear you. I hear you. That, that should certainly be the way it goes. So I mean, same. I mean, I haven't met Abe before, but Felix introduced me to Abe. He's such an amazing person. And that will lead us to the next thing about this podcast, this episode. So today's topic will be planning versus spontaneity. So 
me, Felix, and Abe have differing views on this, and this won't be like a debate. It'll be more of a friendly discussion, to be honest. We're not. This is not going to get into a heated argument, you know, yelling at each other. But it'll be more like a friendly conversation, and we are all open to each other's ideas. That's what today's topic will be. And to kick us off, can Abe please define what exactly is spontaneity? Because Abe likes to say he's a bit more spontaneous. So I think, I'm assuming that, you know, he'll be on the side of spontaneity. So could you just describe or expand more on spontaneity, please? Absolutely, Harish. I I think for me, spontaneity, I I think we, we get it a bit muffled. And we think it means not having any idea what you're going to do at any point. You know, it, it's completely shoot first, mm-hmm, ask mm-hmm. questions later. For me, it's not quite that. For me, it's more the notion of not knowing exactly when and how you're going to be doing something and not knowing exactly how long you're going to be doing it for. Um, it's a little bit more risky, I suppose, in the sense that you're not regimented in the sense that you can't quite put a finger 24-7 on exactly where you're going to be um, in another one of those hours, in the 24 hours of the day. Um, And there are notions that I think, as you asked me, what I think its um, benefits are, that are part of its character that I think we'll Mm -hmm. get into. But the immediate thought for me is just not knowing exactly when you're going to be doing what you're going to be doing. It's not having no clue at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think definitely you've touched on the fact that spontaneity can be just seen as like you absolutely got no idea where things Mm. are going so i actually looked up the definitions as i often do just to see you know generally what the dictionary would say so spontaneity or being spontaneous is defined as performed or occurring as a result of a sudden impulse or inclination and without premeditation or external stimulus so it's essentially something that just comes out of the blue you know to use a general Mm. expression you know you'd you'd think you know i've I've thought about this specific thing Mm -hmm. and i'm Mm -hmm. just going to do it there's no premeditation it's not you know by effect not planned but it's interesting that you mentioned that to you it's it's about when or how it's going to happen rather than just completely no idea so okay Okay, that's an interesting definition. So yeah, Felix, how about you define what planning is all about? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so the idea was like Harish and I tend to generally be on the, the planning side, although th- there can definitely be a lot of places where we can agree and disagree as we'll explore. But for planning, I think it's the process of thinking about activities that, that's required to achieve a desired goal, right? It's, it's the steps that you lay out or the pillars and foundations that you lay out between point A to point B. You know, how do I get there? What route do I take? What are the sort of pit stops and pitfalls that I need to look out for? And then that will essentially extrapolate into specific things that you need to do to achieve a goal. So I think it's it's the first thing that I would do to approach something where it's where I need to achieve a specific result. You know, it's the first thing I would do. Uh, well, for me, it's more of a framework. I would like to think planning off like a blueprint. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if before you build a house, you just can't build a house just with bricks and cement. So I believe mm-hmm. you need to have a blueprint. And then based off on that, you slowly start achieving your goals, first having the foundation, building the staircase, so on and so on. And then I believe this just can be alluded to achieving your life goals. That's what I believe planning is for. Mm-hmm. So I think Abe will just continue us into why spontaneity is better than planning. So what do you have to say for that? Well, first and foremost, I... I, I like the different slants that we've all taken there because I think Felix, you, you didn't just say, Oh, it's having a nine to five and it's, it's knowing um, 
precisely when you're doing this. You didn't work, use words like regimented. Just just generally having an having an idea and having a direction. And Harish, of course, you talk about laying a foundation and you talk about a blueprint, which is really something that is hard not to um, be a little bit interested in. It seems like that could be developmental um, for everybody, even if you yeah, do yeah. prefer to be a little bit more spontaneous. But talking about what spontaneity has versus structure versus planning, I think for me, the one thing that jumps to mind before I get into any sort of research or science is just knowing yourself. And when we talk about that notion of impulse, mm-hmm. knowing when is the right time to do something because yeah, you yeah. feel now is when you're going to perform at your optimum, as opposed mm-hmm. to knowing that now is the time you've set aside 2.5 hours and you're not really feeling it, but you know, you've got to get it done. So you're going to do it. That's mm-hmm. the big one for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that is um, something that makes whatever you're doing, whatever task it happens to be less of a chore because you've decided that now is the time to do it. You've decided that now is when you're at your optimum and you've decided that therefore you're going to produce good results by doing this whenever it happens to be that you feel you're in good form. And I think for creative pursuits, that lends itself especially because you're riding the crest of the wave and your your creative juices are flowing, so to speak. Um, and I don't know that that works if you're structured down to a minute or an hour, if you're penned down mm. to a timetable. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so sort of what you're trying to say is that if you, you if you can plan as much as you want, but you are trying to sort of match your how you feel and and what sort of state you're in to the thing that you do, which don't always match up is that what you're trying to say that 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 is what i'm trying to say in the sense that um we know when our heart desires to be in a certain place to be doing a certain thing more Mm -hmm. so than when we plan out our structure for the next three four days five six seven and so when we have a task that is a particularly big task let's say any of us are doing a dissertation or you guys are working on some um something in in your respective disciplines you know normally when you're on form. And I think spontaneity lends itself to capitalising and optimising, um, capitalising upon and optimising that form. So, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm touching upon, as you put it. Okay. Right. Well, I think, I think I've got a similar idea of spontaneity, but it's, it's a bit, for me, it's a bit more micro than that, I think. So... For me, spontaneity is is definitely about being attentive. So it's similar to what um, Abe was saying. It's being attentive and aware of your current state of mind, right? So so being able to observe how you feel, you know, why are you doing something? And then whatever pops out, you're able to have a choice on whether or not you should execute on that. Now, the thing with spontaneity is that sometimes, so for example, let's say I wake up one day and, and I decide that I want to spend that day in Hawaii. You know, if you're being spontaneous, you'd be like, this is what my heart desires. Should I chase it? You know, and and if you're going down the spontaneous, spontaneous route, if you have the resources to do so, then, then why not? Right. And like, don't get me wrong, living in the moment, which can kind of, you know, be being spontaneous. I'm all for that. And, and to be choicelessly aware of, of your existence and all, all of that stuff. But the thing is, if you stay in this state, it could be said that you should continually just do whatever it is that you feel like doing or better put, motivated to do. But I think 
the thing is that with that, there's there's a few pit pitfalls, right? Because what if you're just motivated to like eat donuts all day? You know, should you should you just be spontaneous and say, you know what, I'm gonna eat I'm gonna eat twelve donuts a day, and then I'll decide if I want a thirteenth donut. What do you say to that? You're you're asking the wrong man because you're asking the man who was on the borderline of being introduced as a cheesecake junkie. So what I'm going to say <laughs> is that's a tremendous idea. And all those calories are wonderful for spontaneity. And spontaneity means you can do so without guilt because you're just doing what your heart desires, gentlemen. And your heart desires donuts and Krispy creams. That's the way it should be done. Um, but just quickly before Harish interjects, and I just want to say, <laughs> it, 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 I think you've hit the nail on the head in saying that it's about having an urge and knowing or not knowing that, yeah, that's what I want to capitalize upon. And I think my immediate answer is that what you're saying is very correct. It is a high risk approach and you could easily coast along um, doing the wrong things for a while. And it's whether or not you're comfortable enough to be in that state in the knowledge that over time, even if it is six months down the line, you're going to be back on form and firing on four cylinders. Some people aren't comfortable with that. Um, I mean, okay. Let me, let me get this right, Abe. So, Actually, not get this right. Actually, I actually agree with you on one thing. You said, like, you know, when you wake up on some days, you just feel really bad and you wouldn't feel like working. On some days, you're just so great, you just want to work. Like, get on with your work, do every single task that you have to do. Is that right? I think so. I think so. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie, because I have been feeling that a couple of times. Let's be honest, everyone is human. Everyone is a human. It's a nature to feel that way sometimes you just wake up it just feel like you know oh my days i just don't want to do work i just don't want to do this lecture yes it's very common but i feel like before i jump to the whole you know uh thing about why spontaneous why i don't support spontaneity well i i just got to put it out there that i'm a bit biased towards you know planning but in this discussion i will try to be as rational as possible so so as to make the discussion really interesting Mm. i hear you i hear you yeah, because the way I think about spontaneity is because of um, it's more of a work expense to fill time. Because you know how you sometimes, let's say you wake up one day and let's say you have to work on the dissertation. And usually in my case, what I will do is if I, let's say, if I pick up a lecture, if I pick up a topic, I'll assign like two hours or three hours to do it. But sometimes if I'm spontaneous, I'm just because I'm feeling like in really great, I just want to work on the dissertation. And I don't set a time limit on myself. I will end up working on the dissertation for the whole day. And that's what I feel like the pitfall of spontaneity is because you just keep at it without even having an end goal. Because is that right? I mean, I'm not sure how spontaneity actually works, but this is what I think of spontaneity in my mind, at least. Because, you know, you don't really have an end goal and you just meander along with it. Just go with the flow that most, what most people say, as most people say, just go with the flow. And Mm. that's what I don't prefer spontaneity because in my mind it's very simple time is invaluable resource mm-hmm. so once once time is gone you can never get it back and the way i think about it is that you only have a limited time on earth and you have to make your time count so for that i personally feel even though sometimes i'm not feeling great i'll be honest that sometimes i just would not feel like doing work but I believe you can adapt and like maybe switch up the tasks in that day just to do that work. That's what I believe planning is for because you have a limited time on earth, make the time count. So yeah, what do you, what do you say? I 
I think you've touched upon a very major key there, and, and that's the notion that I think I may have alluded to a minute ago when I said riding the crest of the wave. So you're feeling it in that moment, yeah, yeah. that task that you've set out to do, you're really feeling it, and you continue with it. And mm-hmm. I think although you made a tremendous point, and one that I hadn't properly considered, which is that if you're limited by other things, then that's not a useful thing to do to spend all day. The other notion I feel is that if you, out of your own volition, have decided mm-hmm. that because you're working well, you want to keep working well, yeah. then that is a tremendous, I don't know how long the day might have been, but six, eight hours well spent, in my opinion, if oh, you're yeah. doing it because you're you're in the zone and not because you have a timetable or a structure or a plan mm-hmm. that compels you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, massive pitfall, as you said right there, is that you could just see the time fly by. Um, and I think this is where we need to start thinking about, and I don't want to draw to the third question just yet, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the possible overlaps that could exist between the two in terms of knowing yourself and just having a little bit of structure. I, I know a book, and I've, I, I, it's with, here with me now. It's mm-hmm. called Rest by Alex Sujin Kim Pang. And there's a, a quote in there, and I can't quite tell you who it's by. I believe it's from somebody out of the University of Montreal. But the notion is the best time to quit is while you're ahead. So when you're working and you know the answer to your next question, call it a day and say, I'm going to be back at it tomorrow. And that way, you'll never get stuck. That way, you'll never want to put it off because you know precisely what you're going back to do. And so I think that's a notion with your example right there. If you're writing really well and you're doing your assignment very clinically and efficiently, you can call it a day. You can interrupt your schedule, be spontaneous, call it a day and come back strong the next day. And I I believe that that's where you begin to see why spontaneity and a little bit of a plan, a little bit of a structure can work well together. I don't know what you gentlemen think about that. No, I think that's really interesting, especially the point where you said, you know, leave it, leave it, leave when you're ahead or, you know, quit while you're ahead. That's really interesting. A lot of authors use that tip when they start writing books, actually. So I'm not sure if it was Neil Gaiman, but there was an author where they say, the, the idea that they have the night before, they'll jot that down and then they'll just go to go to sleep. And what Neil Gaiman would do is that every single day he would use a different color ink so that mm-hmm. he can see what progress he's made that day. And then he would jot the idea down, go to sleep and come back to it. So that's a really interesting point. But I think, I think you guys, you guys have touched on the thing that I'm about to like give an example of. So I think Abe's coming from the whole point that you should foster actively foster spontaneity as to not suppress sort of your wants in life right so what you desire what the heart desires i suppose if you want to be a bit cliche about it but you know cliches are there because often they they tend to be true and harish's sort of not rebuttal but his his the limitation that same thing with me actually i agree with that is is dependent on time but the thing is both sides are dependent on time abe is saying that you should follow your desire because specifically because you know who knows if you're alive tomorrow that's and therefore you may not be able to complete whatever it is that you want to do and harris is saying well if you are alive tomorrow don't you want to be spending don't you want to spend your time as efficiently as possible so the example that i had was i'm sure you've faced these questions right where someone goes if you had one day left to live what would you spend that day doing right it's a classic classic question and and guys, I'm going to propose this to you first, Abe. What, yeah. would you, what would you spend that day doing? Wow. Um, the immediate thing is to think I'd want to spend some time with my family. Again, horrible cliche. 
because uh, it is awfully cringeworthy. I may as well be called Karen saying something like that. But um, no, I, I do believe I would. And then it would be about doing something a little bit extravagant. It would be about breaking the norm. Um, and I don't know quite what that would entail. I'd probably want to go and skydive or something, want to go and do something really elaborate. It wouldn't be something chaotic. It would just be something that I wouldn't normally have the balls to do. So they're, they're my two. Um, okay. Okay. How about you, Harish? What, what would you do if you had one day left to live? I think you can pretty much see the answer coming from a mile away. But same as Abe, I'll be honest, the first step, go be with your loved ones, no matter what. Family, mm. friends, whoever it is, be with them. Yeah. But what I will do is I'll try to go through my bucket lists because I have a list that I have to go through before I die, basically. Mm. I'll try to get through that bucket list by the end of that day with my loved ones wow. or whoever is willing to participate in it. And because of that, what I'll try to do is within that 24 hours, I will allocate time for each activity. Yeah. So in this case, let's say Abe says uh, skydiving. So I'll be like, okay, from 12 to 1 p.m., I'll be skydiving. And then from 1 to 2, I'll be like, I know, paragliding. I don't know. So <laughs> this is what I'll be doing. This is how I will mm. split up my 24 hours yeah. into like chunks and chunks of time so that by the end of that day, I have pretty much gone through my entire bucket list. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure, Felix, you saw this answer coming from a mile away, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about no, you? literally. <laughs> um, sorry, Abe, were you about to say something? Well, all, all, all I would say, and of course, it, it's your question and a great one, is that I think that answer from Harish is, is, is a great amalgamation of our two positions. He's doing what he spontaneously wants to do, the deepest of his desires, but he's mm -hmm. putting them into a plan and into a schedule. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's able to accomplish them both. Um, mm. So, yeah. So, like, literally, the next bullet point uh, I was going to say was you'd probably look down your bucket list and pick a few things mm. and then execute. That's literally what mm. I've got written here, mm. which is basically what you guys were saying. Now, if you if you then think about the fact that spontaneity and, and the fact that you need to live in the moment, the need for all of this arrives from the limitation of time, right? I limited your time to one day, and therefore you picked your bucket list. Now, let's change up the question. Now, what if I said that you had five years, okay? You had five years to live. What would you say? Because I, I imagine your priorities would change because now you have a larger time frame. What would you say? You've got five years to live. What would you do? I think um, five years is an interesting number because of course, of course, next to one day, it's night and day. Mm. But next to the course of a lifetime, next to being the right side of 25 and thinking, okay, I might retire when I'm 60. It's a little bit daunting. It is a little bit yeah. daunting. And even when I think of a five-year plan, that's daunting. If you feel at any point that you're lumbering through life, meandering, as Harish put it, that can be a daunting notion, especially when one click on the internet and you see all your friends posting on LinkedIn about everything they're accomplishing. So mm. I think five years, again, you, you want some sort of plan. Um, you want some sort of direction. Um, and I, I think there's room to be spontaneous within that at how you go about doing them but i mm. i certainly think you want some sort of purpose be that a career i don't think it can all be bucket list but i think certainly that bucket list if you had five years to live would find itself being ticked off a hell of a lot quicker um yeah. but i can't argue with the fact that i would want some sort of plan some sort of structure if you yeah. gave me five years it wouldn't be too to the minute it wouldn't be to the yeah. week necessarily mm -hmm. but i'd want a vision yeah yeah, hundred percent. Is that the same with you, Harsh? No, I mean it's pretty much the same answer. Just twenty-four hours expanded into five years. 
yeah <laughs> exactly pretty, pretty much what i would do i think there's not really much of a difference to that yeah absolutely because the thing is guys like the point i'm trying to say is if you apply the time frame if you apply that limitation to goals different goals they take different time frames you can't be a doctor in a day right if you decide you want to be a doctor when you've got one day left you can't do that if you've got five years left then okay fine you've got a decent shot so you can't just attack in, in my opinion you can't just attack things spontaneously because spontaneity does not care about anything other than that immediate moment right? By definition, it's what you want in that moment. So let's say, okay, I, I want to decide, uh, I decide that I want to climb Kilimanjaro one day. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be spontane spontaneous and I'm going to buy a ticket. And then halfway there on the plane, I regret it because actually I wanted to climb Everest because I just looked on, you know, social media. I'm like, oh, well, mate, this Everest is way better. You know, they're having way more fun there. And what, what will end up happening is that you hate the trip for a longer period of time compared to the short period where you, where you had that excitement, that, that short dopamine hit where you're like, you know what, Kilimanjaro, I'm going to do it. You know, so in this case, you fulfilled your immediate need, got that hit of dopamine, uh, but in return, you're spending days unhappy because you pick something you like the idea of, but because you didn't plan, you didn't really know what you're getting into. Whereas if you did plan it out, you'd reconsider, you'd double check where you'd want to go. And you probably realize along that phase actually you know i don't really like this that much does that make sense that that makes a tremendous deal of sense and i think that's a good point um the only thing i would say about that is i think spontaneity gives you the room when you do arrive um at the foot of that mountain to change your plan i think mm -hmm. spontaneity gives you the um opportunity to say you know what i don't want to climb up two thousand feet or however many thousands of feet tens of thousands mm -hmm. of feet i'm going to go and grab a i'm going to go and, on a safari i'm going to go and um grab a coffee i'm going to go and meet some people mm. um i'm not committed to doing this for the sake of doing this um and i think that that is something that spontaneity entitles you to do and i think we need to be careful here and i have to pull the weight i'm sorry gentlemen but i have to pull the weight for the mm. side of spontaneity that we shouldn't mm. trivialize it as just being yeah, yeah complete impulse as soon as mm. i want to do anything it can be within the framework of say a degree of say being um a mountaineer and wanting wanting to climb mm -hmm. it can be within a framework i believe it's mm. just a little bit like i said earlier you could know that you need to train to climb that mountain it could mm. just be a case of i'm not feeling it today so i'm gonna do something else but i will get it done within the week i believe yeah. that that can work with spontaneity right there but I, I do hear what you're saying. And I think that point about that immediate hit of dopamine um, mm. and no sustainability, no long-term view, again, mm. it, it's a risky strategy and mm. it's a daunting strategy um, that can backfire. Yeah. Okay. Hey, but the thing is, right, I will level with you on this. I am all up for living in the moment. You got to understand. I, will, I am like that person. You got to understand that. I'll level with you that because I'm all about like chasing what you desire in life, living in the moment. I'm spontaneous. Because, for example, like some of the some days where I was, I think, um, back in sixth form, I think, yeah, after my school, usually the plan is to go to the library and study or whatever it is. But sometimes me and my mates would be like, let's go watch Deadpool. And that would be the most amazing, sick time we would have that day. And I would talk about that day we, we, were, we were being spontaneous for like weeks and weeks. But I did realize one thing. It comes down to the fact that I didn't have any regret about going to Deadpool, watch Deadpool that day. So 
like as you said earlier on, like you know, let's say if you go to the foot of that hill, mountain, like you know, oh yeah, Kilimanjaro, and then we're like, nah, I'm not feeling it. I'm just gonna go grab a burger or something. It comes down to on on your view take on life. So it's pretty much if you go there, if I if I if I'm that person, if I go to the foot of that mountain, and I'm like, nah, I'm not feeling it. I'll usually be filled with regret. I'm like, oh damn, I just spent thousands thousands of money just to call me just to change my decision. But I'm not like you know sh- like shutting down other people by saying that oh yeah, uh you 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 are loaded or anything like that. All I'm trying to say is that some people can live like that without regret. I am the type of person yeah. who will regret that decision once I go there. <laughs> so that that mm. that's my view take on it as a uh, on, on yeah. Argument. Yeah, I I I think that that's a wonderful point. If you just quickly let me interject here, Felix, because I'm sure you have something to add to this. Okay. I know when he sits back for two or three minutes, he's going to drop some serious bombs. <laughs> so I, I'm waiting for that. But um, and I, I think I think you said almost all that needs to be said there. Um, in 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 regards to the fact that you know that that's not necessarily yeah. for you, and that's a perfectly legitimate answer. We could easily sit here and dismantle each other's arguments just for one of us to say, well, it's it's still not for me. It's still not my view. Mm-hmm. Um, your vision is not my vision. And that's something that I think maybe in contemporary society we forget. Mm-hmm. You know, your vision isn't mine. I see it a different way. I'll mm-hmm. shake your hand and we'll move on. So it may not ever be for you. Um, and, I, I, and like I say, when it is a high-risk strategy and um, when it is something that carries a lot of impulse to it, that's a legitimate argument and and it's funny that you say you know you, you go and watch Deadpool and you have a laugh because that sounds like my kind of spontaneity if if you ask my flat from first year I was the least spontaneous man around I was like a 60 year old in the same dorm as them because I would not want to go out for a drink on a night out I would not want to go out and get wasted four five six times a week or more probably in their case probably 16 so mm. it, it, it wasn't ever like that for me so being spontaneous doesn't mean uh that everything is shoot first, ask questions later. It certainly doesn't. It can be precisely what you want to do, but even still, you know that you might run the risk of regretting it down the road. Uh, when I when I make this argument, I am for no second saying that I um, am a really exciting, impulsive, spontaneous guy. But what I mean sometimes <laughs> is that I'm I'm comfortable being in a little bit of a lumber for a period of time, not necessarily having as much of a direction as some of my peers might want or need to have to feel purpose and just mm. seeing where life takes me for, for a period of time. Um, okay. That's how I feel. Yeah. So that's, that's really interesting that both viewpoints, but I actually think that when you, when I mentioned the whole mandarin thing, the first element that you added it to it was you expanded the time frame. So let's say, would that even be spontaneous? You know, if, if let's say there's a ticket for Kilimanjaro in three hours. Okay. And you've just seen a post, you want to go, you know, you're being spontaneous, you know, et cetera. Maybe you've got someone with you that's going to come with you um, or you've got a ticket in a week. Would spontaneity go for that three hour ticket or would it go for that week ticket? It would go for that three hour ticket because yeah. if you look at um, any any maxime, you know, any anything applied to its vice of excess, then the mm. excess of spontaneity would be right this second you know i jump yeah. off the podcast you say something wrong and i i, I, I punch the screen that would be <laughs> that would be the vice of excess and mm. of course the vice of deficiency would be never acting upon anything mm. and i think we've got to remember this is a continuum this is a line mm. so whilst i believe you're completely correct 
in saying that, yeah, the, the dictionary definition, if you were to have to picture board it, would be jumping on that flight right away. There is there is a there is a line that we go along in, in terms of character traits, in terms of any mm. sort of um, individual evaluation between doing something immediately and doing something with a bit of structure. And I think something like immediately signing up to train mm. to be a mountaineer because maybe they not accept they won't accept your money if you aren't able to climb. Mm. I think that still verges on spontaneity. But you're completely correct. It includes a bit of structure. And mm. I would I would never say for one minute that the way to live life is to abandon any form of structure in most normal circumstances. Mm. And so you're completely correct on that. Yeah, I think that alongside with the second point I thought was really interesting is that you said, let's say we get to the bottom of the mountain and you don't want to do it. You know, if you're a bit, you have a element of spontaneity to you, you won't just say, okay, well, my plan's gone wrong or, you know, I took the wrong decision. I'm just going to go back home. You could choose to do the hundred different things that you may be able to do, like yeah. you know, stay at a hotel, go meet friends or whatever it is. And that's really interesting because here's where I think spontaneity can be good um, or, or a very good asset. So my thought is that, yes, spontaneity can fuel goals, but I feel like goals require a, a larger element of planning. But I actually think spontaneity is good with handling failure and setbacks and a change of plan right so uh, let's say let's say you have a plan You've, you're super structured you you know you, you sort out your week and everything and you have a setback or your plan doesn't go according to your expectations if you foster that element of spontaneity of being present like uh, Abel's saying it's likely that you understand that in life nothing is guaranteed right nothing is guaranteed in life we expect things but your expectations can be broken. You know, I expect, like Abe said, I expect Abe to stay on for the next hour, right? But he could just as well go off. <laughs> it's highly possible. If yeah. you continue to destroy my argument, we, we, we shall see. I'm a sore loser. Yeah. So he could literally just like mute me. You know what, Felix? I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm leaving. So that's that's what I mean. And if you, are, if you do have an element of spontaneity, it's likely that you understand nothing is guaranteed in life. Uh, I think there's a, there's a there's a quote. I think I can't remember. It's like "Off Mice and Men." It's like "To a Mouse" uh, by Robert Burns, where it says the best laid schemes of mice and men gang after Glay, right? Which is basically saying you can make as many plans as you want, but things can go wrong. And nothing is guaranteed in life is actually one of my tenets, right? Because in that way, should you face a setback, you'll be able to face it head on and not actually be too affected by it. You have that silent belief and confidence that everything will be okay. Because the thing is, if you are spontaneous, if you appreciate that moment, instead of getting anxious and worried about, oh, oh, I came to Kilimanjaro, I spent so much money, right? You will actually be able to let go easier and you'll become more flexible because you have that moment of failure and then it will pass. If you're spontaneous, that moment of sadness should disappear just as quickly as it arrived, right? I think what Abe's alluding to, I think is a nice quote I found uh, like ages ago, I'm not sure who said it, but it's this idea or the state of being attached to nothing and open to everything, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And specifically yeah, like Taoist philosophies, you know, like the flow state that you were saying, Harish, yeah, yeah. you know, be in the flow. Taoist philosophies allude to this state, like this flow state, the state of awareness, like, like pliableness where your mind is silent and, you know, you don't have these thoughts and whatever comes your way, you will just flow through like effortlessly.
is that sort of is that sort of what you mean in terms of getting that right balance Abe? I I believe that uh that that's a house that you've built up a castle that you've built up of tremendous points um compiled together and on top of each other there because the idea that spontaneity is a is a two-way street you know it you can do something immediately regret it but, but with the spontaneity that you have done said act with it's not the end of the world, I think, mm. is is the other part of the notion to assess. So it's not Harish, who's a structured man, being spontaneous and, and re-evaluating his whole life choices, you know. It, it's somebody who's spontaneous, accepting what comes with it. And, of course, being facetious there about Harish, because he's given examples of how he might prefer spontaneity. But the point is that it it isn't just a mantra that you abide by for one day or, mm. or one hour, or you dabble in or you try. But equally, mm. it, it because it's spontaneity and it isn't just one thing and it is a continuum, it, it isn't a commitment that you always, every day of your life, have to live by it. You know, we're not talking about the movie Yes, Matt. I'm sure you gentlemen might know. One yeah, Jim Carrey, right? Yeah, yeah. where, where yeah, he can't yeah. do anything but yeah. say yes. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about doing what your impulse desires, knowing yourself a little bit. Mm. And of course, when it gets to six months of you not really feeling like doing anything then 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 maybe you ask the question of well what's going on here because that six mm. months can fly by let's say when you finish an exam when you've just done your degree and 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 you've still got that in your mind as though it were yesterday yeah time can yeah. begin to pile up and maybe sooner or later you're, you're going to need a structure and yeah. that that that's more than understandable um so I, I think that's a tremendous point that you made about the nature of a spontaneous person accepting spontaneous error accepting yeah. a bit yeah. of a failure that comes with that absolutely yeah i um, think go for it Harish. yeah okay for me you earlier mentioned on like you know about having goals and further down the line if you realize you have been going away from your goals you have to get back on track so for me at least i'm more of that type of person i don't okay i'll be honest i'm i have been always been wired to be more of a planning type of person i always uh, structure out my day so as i said there's a bit of biasness in this topic when i when i speak but yeah just take it with a pinch of salt <laughs> so yeah as yeah. most of the time i do have goals but you know removing all the thing that uh felix said like you know how work expands to fill time and so on and so forth so yeah i'll be honest like i'll give you a recent example where i was spontaneous so i'm usually a person who turns into better on like 9 9 9 to 10 30 i sleep very early and last Friday, my mates, since we can't socially, like you have to be socially distanced from each other. My flatmates wanted to watch a movie in the kitchen because that's what we could do pretty much. And that was like at 12, we were, I think, watching some Amazon Prime movie. On a usual day, I would be like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go to sleep because next day I have to wake up. I have to do this lecture, this assignment, so on and so on. But that day I was like, nah, screw this. I'm going to watch this movie because it's a well-deserved movie and I'm going to spend some time with my mates. So, and when I did do that, I felt amazing because that was one of the best nights I ever had here in uh, the place right now where I'm in. And I actually bonded greatly with my friends as well. And here is the issue. When I made that active choice to sleep late and watch the movie, I did not have any regrets. And that is mainly because of the fact I had a safety system in line. So meaning, I allowed myself to have that decision to, you know, watch that movie, sleep at 12, wake up at like you know, 9 or 10. Because I know, according to my plan, I have some leeway where I can actually make up for the time I've lost. 
And that is why spontaneous is actually good. Spontaneity is actually good. But I feel you can't have too much of it because I'm all up for living in the moment, as I said earlier. It's amazing. When you do make the spontaneous decision, it's amazing. But you have to like know the limit because let's say I stayed up until 5 a.m. the next day to watch the movie or like watch a series of I don't know, Lord of the Rings. It doesn't take like a night. It takes a one whole day <laughs> to watch Lord of the Rings. Let's say I spend one whole day to watch Lord of the Rings. The following day, I'll be honest, I will have so much regret because I did not have any safety line, a safety system in place to allow that kind of time discrepancy. So usually when I make a spontaneous decision, I don't have any regrets because I have a backup system that I can depend on. And that is when I'm actually okay with spontaneity. So yeah, I mean, I do agree with spontaneity. I do agree with planning, but I just feel like there should be a right mixture because if you let too much of it, you have to, you will, you'll regret it. And as Felix said, you know, you have to own up to that and then you have to go on, as he said, you know, further down the line, you have to start planning again. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I think I think we've touched on a lot of points there in terms of why being spontaneous is good, but why also not going into excess on either side, you know, like like Abel's saying, it is a continuum. And I think we're heading towards sort of understanding that there is a balance between the two that we should both foster. We shouldn't go either way. So that pretty much concludes the first part of this three-part episode. If you guys want to reach out to us, please reach out to us at the official 10th men at gmail.com 10th as in the numerals if you want to reach out to us through twitter or instagram is at 10th men m-e-n and 10th as in the numerals and if you want to reach out to me personally you can reach out to me through twitter and instagram at proboost i know it's a weird name but it's p-r-a-b-o-o-s-t and what about you felix yeah, you can find me at felixbejoy.com or at felixbejoy on Twitter or Facebook. Um, Twitter is the easiest way to find me. Until next time, keep safe. Tenth, Tenth Men Out. out.